welcome to the Embrace Your Light podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca Lyons and Daniel Massey. And every week, we are going to take you on a journey filled with spiritual exploration, inspiration, and expansion. Each week, we will guide you down the path of ancient spiritual wisdom and new age enlightenment from some incredible guides so that you can continue your spiritual journey with ease, grace, and a little bit of fun. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that might be a little bit controversial because whenever Becky and I are alone, we have these really deep conversations about stuff that it almost feels like you're not supposed to talk about. And who would we be if we didn't bring that into this podcast scenario? Because growth is all about getting a little uncomfortable, right? So yeah, let's do it. I'm literally giggling, like just as you, <laughs> you started recording, I'm just laughing at the conversations we have. Oh. I know the things that we talk about, people will be shocked. Like, like I'm microdosing and how's that going for you? And this one's getting colonic and money and how that impacts everything. And actually that is what we're going to talk about today because in the spiritual community, money is a hotly debated topic, right? Yes. Yeah. So we want to talk about money manipulation um, and also, which ties into that, um, just the whole shopping addiction and how companies and brands are taking advantage of people by just bombarding them with stuff, especially now we're at home. Um, I'm in the UK and we're in a complete lockdown. And where do we go? We go online and what do we see? <laughs> Advertising. And it's like, it's just bombarding us and oh my gosh so that's kind of what we're going to run through we might run through other things as well who knows <laughs> but let's start with money yeah the reason why I wanted to bring this topic up today is because I was thinking about and I see posts about this all the time on my Facebook from different coaches it seems like there's two different camps in the spiritual community there's the group who are really about like you know, we're spiritual people. We're not supposed to make money for what we do. You should be giving away your services and like living off the land and all that stuff. And then there's the other camp. And that camp is like pay $40,000 for my six month container where I can't guarantee you any results, but I'm worth that money. So just trust me. And it feels like everything is so polarized in those two directions. And I would imagine that most spiritual people who are offering their services fall way in between those. But I feel like the groups in the middle are much more quiet about it. They're not really making a fuss, you know? Yeah. And I think that so many people have been burnt by either not charging enough and being, you know, the energy exchange isn't fair or by paying a lot of money because, you know, they get caught up in the hype of something that somebody is offering and, and then it doesn't, it, it over promises and under delivers. And again, it just makes you feel so bad. And I've been on, I've been both, I've been both and I, they've been heavy lessons and yeah, I I mean, I could <laughs> I could talk about this for ages. Now, even though Danielle and I were just talking about this before we recorded and I was like, yeah, oh, it's a bit controversial. But yeah, now we've got going. I'm like, yeah, let's give it to them. <laughs> I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had because when just those two groups are speaking and the people in the middle aren't, it can be really hard for especially the people who are new into this world. And it's like, you're so excited to learn 
and you want to find out more about who you are and why your soul is here and all that stuff. And then you're paying either a ton of money for stuff or you're like, um, starting to use your own gifts and doing energy exchanges with people. And maybe they're saying things like, oh, well, you can't charge that much for tarot or you can't do that. And you don't really know how to fit in or what you're supposed to do. And you end up getting burnt for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Over the years, I've had so many women come to me, like um, my program, the Create Your Light Academy, I priced it pretty low for what it is that I do, but it's a price that I also feel very comfortable with because I know that even though they're getting a ton of stuff out of it, it's not going to make me feel burnt out or exhausted by that. Yeah. It's like a delicate balance, but whenever I'm on the phone with them, having that conversation about signing up, it's always like, well, I did this program before and it did nothing for me. And I'm Mm. afraid. I'm afraid mm. to do that again. I don't want to ever be in that circumstance again. And I didn't yeah. even realize how big of a problem it was before I started having those conversations with people where they said they spent, you know, $10,000 on a program that promised all these things and delivered two of them. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And when you get into the spiritual world, you're excited. You're like, it's overwhelming and it's exciting. You're like, Oh, crystals, tarot, shadow work, Akashic records, Kundalini, you know, there's so many things I barely said any of them. And you're kind of like, well, this person's talking about this and I want to be able to have a conversation. I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. So they immediately want to cut, I guess, cut corners, maybe go straight to the top. They want someone who promises that they're going to take them somewhere and then they don't have to do the work. I'm me included. I paid to work with people because I thought, oh, this is going to get me there. This is going to get me there quicker. I'm going to make loads of money. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to attract loads of clients. And, um, usually it didn't work. Um, and then I end up thinking, oh, what's wrong with me? What did I not do? Why did I not get the results that I wanted? And I would actually say that more people probably don't get the results they want than people get the results they want in, in some cases. One of the things that I always tell people when they're really new into this world is that there's so many free resources that exist on places like YouTube where you can go and mm. listen to light language and you can see yeah. tarot readings that intuitively you're going to feel called to listen to or just get like an oracle card spread or read a book. Like there's so many amazing yeah. books like Spirit Hacking by Shaman Direct is fantastic. Mm. It's such a good yeah. book for a beginner. And Joe Dispenza's books and Gabby Bernstein's books like um, yeah, Gabby. It Was Miracles oh. or Spirit mm. Junkie. There's just so many options out there that you don't have to jump right into the program that's promising you that you're going to be a millionaire for doing very little work, because I think we're missing the point when we do that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. There's such an emphasis on money in the spiritual community. And I actually, I love money. I think it's an amazing tool, but I remember that it's a tool. It's something that is supposed to flow. It's something I can use some money in will be money out and I'll use it on things like taking care of myself and, you know, um, making my services better and always using it like a tool and allowing it to flow and not being afraid of it as itself. 
But mm-hmm. there are things that you can do without even en- engaging in that. Like use all the free resources that you have and take yeah. your time with it. It's not a race. Yeah, I, th- I think people jump in and we're so impatient, right? We're so impatient. And then if you're on, on, on um, Instagram and, and you've got all these people, all these coaches selling you their services and it, it triggers, you know, like a feeling inside of you and you think it's kind of like what brands do, you know, they want to make you feel like you need it. Um, and, you know, this is not at all to like bloody make out that every coach is terrible and trying to manipulate everyone. Cause I mean, we, we have services that we sell, Yeah, but, um, I guess it's when one thing that I noticed, um, Oh, quite a while ago was when people would say, oh, you've got to invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, then people aren't going to invest in you. And that's kind of one that I'm like, mm, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, of course I want to take time to get to know myself and, and, you know, but, but I don't necessarily have to drop like 20 K to do that. And it's kind of like, you've got to take the jump you're never going to be ready. So you just jump in, but it's like, do I have to spend 15 grand? Like, (laughs) do I have to, because that could kind of get me in trouble. And you know, there's like, are you thinking about the people that could get in trouble for doing that? I think there needs to be some responsibility around it. Like just as an adult, and let me just put the disclaimer in, like I'm a Capricorn, Libra. I'm Capricorn and Libra as well. (laughs) I've got a lot of that energy where it's like, you really want to create balance and you want to think about the things that you do and be specific about it. So when I invested in my first coach, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I sort of checked in with myself. I checked in with my guides and it was like, is this the right choice? I didn't want to jump in because of what they were saying and the branding was so good. I wanted to do it because I knew it was going to help me. So I did as much of the free stuff as I could beforehand. And then I I checked in with my spirit guides and was like, is this the path I'm supposed to go on? And it was like a full body. Yes, this is where you need to be. Mm. So I think we really need to trust our intuition and ask ourselves, is this the right move? Because when things feel really shiny and sparkly, like, of course, we want them to be the right move. There are so many coaches out there that I'm like, I want to throw my money at you because it seems yeah. so cool. But am I doing it just because it's cool? Or am I doing it because it's going to allow my soul to expand and grow? Yeah, exactly. And there's this really cool thing that um, I heard recently um, about sort of uh, like Tony Robbins style, um, like seminars, you know, when you go to them and there's like this energy and you're pumped up and, and you're so excited, you know, like I'm such a sucker for that. I love it. Like I get, I, you honestly just laugh into myself because if someone, what I notice now as well is like people will um, do like a free thing. And then at the end of the free thing, like a free five day training thing or a free something, and then they'll sell something at the end. And it's kind of like, I get it. Like you're showing your services and everything like that, which is great. But me, I'm like, sign me up because I'll get in that energy. And even if I don't need it, I'm like, I want it. I want it. And then my partner will have to literally be like, I remember once, there was this money mindset, um, three day manifestation thing. It was like a year ago, I think. And, uh, quite a few of my friends were all doing it. We're all doing it together. Cause it was someone based in the UK 
Um, and she was in like sort of the, the, the networks that we were in and we all did it. And at the end we were all like, shall we sign up? Like, shall we? And, 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 you know, it's the whole thing of like, well, if you pay now, you get it cheaper. If you play in installments, you have to pay more. Um, and I was kind of like, Whoa, oh my gosh, I was swept away. And luckily Jack was not home at the time. And he actually had my money in his bank account. I don't know why. It was obviously the universe. And I was like, Jack, Jack, oh my God, Jack. Like, cause it was like the first 25 who sign up, get some, something else. And I, I was like messaging him and ringing him. And he, he was literally, he, he didn't answer the phone. And he was like, Becky, no, like you've just done this other one and you've done this one. And it was really disappointing. And like, you can't just jump into another one because of the hype, you know, from that's been built up. And luckily I didn't do it because it was like 3000 pounds maybe, which I could have paid, but I don't know. It wasn't, it just afterwards when I got out of the hype, I was fine. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe I don't need that. And sorry, going back to what I was saying, the Tony Robbins thing, is that um, Tony Robbins got in, in human design, he's got something like a defined ego, which isn't ego as in like egotistical. It's just an ego is a, a center in human design. So they're like really passionate and, and their energy is like, they're like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it and and I get it done. And, and maybe 30% of the population or something has the same as him, right? So whenever people are in his, his, his company or they're doing his, his, his events or maybe even watching it online, they're, they're in it. They're like, yeah, because they can feel his energy. He's so passionate about it and he means what he says, right? So they're like, yeah, I'm going to sign up to this. Da, 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 da. Then they come away from the energy and they don't have a defined ego, or they and they don't have uh, consistency, or it's not actually what they wanted to do, but they just felt the energy and they got swept away. And then afterwards, they've signed up for something, but they're not going to put the effort in because it's not actually something that their soul wanted them to do. And then they are left felt feeling disappointed and out of money. But then and they blame themselves. So it's just kind of that feeling, I guess. That's a bit of a long-winded story, but yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's a really important story though, because I think a lot of people feel similarly where it's like you get swept away with the energy and things feel like you need to move with it. I want to also talk about the opposite side though, the the people who feel like you need to give your services away for free. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I have both seen this on various Mm -hmm. different occasions from people where, you know, it takes a lot of energy to hold space for somebody else. And so there's a certain amount of money that, well, when it's exchanged, it doesn't feel as heavy. It doesn't feel as hard. And so it's important to always maintain integrity with that and make sure that the balance feels like an even exchange. So when someone comes to you and says, I want Akashic Records reading, and you say, I would love to do that for you. Here's the price. Here's how to sign up. And they go, that's too much. Mm. Why do you charge that? Yeah. I thought you were going to do it for free. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I've had people say to me, oh, you charge for that. Um, and people <laughs> like I've been on the phone for fun. Yeah. yeah and, and I've been on the phone to someone and, and they were like, how much is it after we had a, a conversation and I explained to them what it is. And then they gasped and were like, what? And I was like, yeah. And, and that's not even like, I'm not even charging the price. Like I could charge more for what I do. And the thing for me is I'm a projector, so I'm not supposed to um, do more than like three or four hours of work a day because I don't make my own energy. And now doing energy work, like 
reading the Akashic Records is intense. It is so draining, but it's so rewarding. So for me, I can't do more than two sessions a day. So I am, I'm now like totally booked out for February. Like you have to book like in March now because I'm totally booked out. But, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's energy work and it's an exchange and, um, my my south node is in the eighth house which is scorpio so my in many of my past lives i did exchanges so i exchanged things for things or i was an exchange so people would pay um would pay me and i wouldn't make my own money and now in this lifetime i'm i'm all about i have to make my own money and that's been a battle for me because i i've subconsciously been like you know, when people are, oh, do you want to do a swap? And I do swaps. And sometimes the swaps aren't quite what my swap was, but I'm too nice to say anything. So then I'm left feeling, I don't know, a bit bitter because I'm a projector, I guess. Bitter <laughs> is our is our out of alignment feeling. And and um and and yeah, like I, I feel better at explaining my prices now, but some people seem to think that spiritual workers, spiritual guides, spiritual, I don't know, people who are providing like energy services shouldn't be charging that much money, but they don't understand how, how draining it can be. Absolutely. And I've actually even seen people in the spiritual community shaming other people for charging what they do for their services. I'll never forget this. Uh, there's this woman that I met at, um, it was like a Kundalini yoga day and she just was incredible. Like you could feel her energy from a mile away. She had the most amazing program. I kept in touch with her since. And she shared with everybody that she actually lost a lot of her friends when she started charging the prices that she did because they felt like as a spiritual person, you shouldn't be charging that much for what you do. And so they sort of shunned her and she wouldn't back down because she said, the value that I'm adding is this much money. It's an even exchange. And I can't do less than that because otherwise I'm burnt out and they couldn't see it and they wouldn't accept it. And it was unfortunate, but that happens too. Yeah, that's so true. And I think as well, when it comes to like shadow work and the Akashic Records, like it's worth way more than we charge. Like this is life-changing stuff. Like I didn't even know if you could really put a price on it because, um, you know, the reason that we charge money is because that's what we use to live. Like that's going to feed me. That's going to pay for my rent. That's going to take me, um, you know, if I want to go on holiday, if I want to take some time out, that's what it's going to do for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the world we live in. We, we exchange things for money. Right. Um, so yeah, like I, I, it's so amazing though, when you have the clients who are just like, who get it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And like, they're telling all their friends and they even say to me sometimes like you should charge more, like charge more for your services. Yep. That just made me think of this. This is a funny story. I had this mentor and she just, you've met her. She's just like the sweetest person on the planet. I love her. And she always goes over the time limit that she sets for sessions where she says they're going to be an hour, an hour and a half, and they end up being longer than that. So on multiple occasions, I've just 
paid her for two sessions because she just has an online format where you can pay. So I'll just go in and pay for two sessions. And she's like, is that for the next one? And I'm like, no, you keep going over the time and I need you to pay for, I need to pay you for your time. I need to pay you for your services. So it feels like an even exchange because you're giving me so much more than I'm giving you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And people who offer like energetic services are like, they're being so vulnerable. They are holding space for you. They are helping you. They're maybe giving you advice that is coming from, you know, like that they don't understand and they're not sure how you're even going to take it. And, and they're giving, they're holding the space. They're the channel between two realms, you know, um, and it is exhausting. Um, and, for you to continue to do that kind of work. Like sometimes, well, actually I find myself explaining my people, uh, explaining myself um, quite a lot anyway, because people are like, what the hell is the Akashic Records? So it's fair enough. So I'm constantly like, well, the Akashic Records is an energy field that holds everything that's ever happened to yourself. Da, 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 da. And then when I explain to them the price, like some people, well, most people are like, cool, fine. But some people are like, oh, it's quite a lot for me. And I'm like, no, I get it. And then when I explain to them why it's that much, they're like, oh, okay, fine. I understand because it's not the same as another job. It's not the same. Well, I'm not saying it's not the same. It's like totally different to everything, but it's kind of like, it's not the same as what I used to do where I'd work eight hours and get paid the same price, but I was not really doing that much compared to what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. And, and it's actually has like, as you know, how many times have you had a reading with me and you're like, right, can you clear whatever's attached to me? Like we are so vulnerable to picking up heavy energies when we do these readings we do right like shadow work and akashic records you're just like asking to be an open vessel for other people's dark entities like just hop on guys yeah we (laughs) take them from you so not only are we giving you sessions we're clearing all the dark entities from you and you know just letting them hang with us and then we have each other to get them off (laughs) yeah and and that's the thing that people don't see you know like yes i come to the reading i sit here with you for an hour i i regularly go over as well um and then i go away but i have to like sometimes i can't do anything for the rest of the day sometimes i'm 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 whacked i have to lie down in bed and sometimes the next day i wake up and i'm in a really bad mood and i know it's not mine because i have no emotional defined centers so i know it's not mine and i've picked something up and then i have to work through letting it go and Mm -hmm. that can be scary for some people as well i'm not being funny i've picked up some pretty scary things and that's not to put anyone off and you have too yeah particularly dark one that i carried for a while that you had to get off of me because yeah you wouldn't let go that gave me chills man yeah. that gave me chills i can remember where i was sat in my bedroom on the floor with your la- with the laptop and you you on the bed um and you telling me about it and i was like oh my gosh i can feel her energy and 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 that's not nice, you know, but I did it for you. Because <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I hope that the people listening right now are uncomfortable. And that's a weird thing to say, right? Like we want you guys to listen to our podcast. We want you guys to be learning new things and to be excited and engaged. But I also hope that we make you uncomfortable. And the reason why is every time you feel uncomfortable, that's an opportunity for you to grow. And I think all of us, every single person on this planet has a weird fucked up relationship with money. Yeah. And if we're not making you uncomfortable right now, we should be. 
there should be something yeah. that we said that makes you feel like there's like that little twinge of like, ugh, like that's me or like, oh God, I felt mm. that before or I don't want to feel that. Or, I've never done that. I would never do that. I want you yeah. guys to be feeling those things because if you do, that is an opportunity to look at your own shadow and to say, yeah. well, why am I holding that belief? And yeah. I know I've had to do that around money before. Um, my program, the Create Your Light Academy, I used to charge a lot less for it. And when I did that, I would get so incredibly burnt out and I mm. couldn't figure out yeah. what the hell to do with that. And I would get like really triggered. Yeah, it was an imbalance. I yeah, get you'd get really triggered as well, triggered. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we all need to be triggered sometimes because yeah. that is like a perfect mirror into your soul and the things that your soul has to learn. And when you do push those through those things, you end up feeling amazing afterwards. Cause like now when people ask me the price for my program and I tell them if they say they can't afford it, I just say, Oh my gosh, sending all the love to you. Hopefully we can work together in the future. Yeah. I feel nothing. Cause yeah, I know yeah. that's the appropriate price for what I'm offering. Exactly. And so I don't need to feel bad if somebody can't afford it because that's their journey and not everybody should pay what I'm charging to do what I have to do. It might not be the right path. It might be something else that they need to do first and that's okay. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And, um, there was a few things I wanted to add in there. So one is how, you know, we all pretend like we are great with money, right? But we all have demons when it comes to money because money has just been such a you know, money has caused so much death, so much destruction. I mean, like have a look at the world that we used to live in. Game of Thrones is based off of like the world we used to live in, you know, the the destruction and the murder and the deception, all about money, mainly power, money and everything like that. Right. So we carry that through from our past lives and we have so many triggers and we go through different relationships and everything and people will take advantage of us and we'll take advantage of people until we finally get to a point where we're like, well, hang on a minute. Like what is going on here? Like, what is the issue? Like everyone needs to do their own work when it comes to money because everybody, pretty much everybody has money blocks and if they've worked on them, then great. That's really good for them. Um, I know I've worked on so many and it's not a quick fix. There isn't really a quick fix here. Like I've read the books, I've, I've, I've worked with people. It's not really a quick fix. Um, you kind of got to do the shadow work. You've got to do the shadow work to find out where it comes from. And, you know, it could be your childhood. It could be a past life. It could be, you know, a combination could- of all the things. Yeah, a combination. It could be karma. It could be all the all the things. But um, until you do the work yourself and and stop looking at other people, thinking, well, they're not talking about it, or they're talking about how much money they've got. Like, trust me, they probably are saying it that they have more than they actually do, or they're just showing you their bloody highlight reel, which we spoke about the manipulation of Instagram as well before. Yeah, they're showing you their best bits. It's true. And I think the reason why money is so rough in particular for a lot of people and becomes such a block is because it happens on so many different levels. Like one of the things Becky and I wanted to touch on today is advertising and how Mm. we are sold the idea of things, which is funny because today I was driving my son to school and I saw this like really cool looking Hummer 
like pull up. And all I could think of was like 90s music videos that I watched when I was growing up. Like, um, was Asha. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, it's a car. <laughs> Why is it cool? Because I saw it in a music video when I was 12 and impressionable. And now I think it's like the height of being cool. It makes no sense. And, and still, it was like that idea was sold to me. He could have rolled up in a Prius. And because he was rolling up in a Prius, then the Prius would have been cool. But it really is just like a, it's a form of deception. Whatever I'm doing seems cooler than other things. And so I can get you to buy things by creating this false hype and this mentality of this is something you're going to desire because this is enviable. Mm, yeah. And I've been definitely... Um... Are like a, a shopaholic or like a hoarder. Like I love, I love little things. Like I love cards. I love crystals. Um, I, I used to love clothes. Um, I still love clothes, but like I used to buy things to make myself feel better. But now breaking the addiction of stuff, stuffitis or something, they call it on the min- minimalist, uh, documentary, which I recommend people watch. Um, I, used to buy things to make me feel better, especially because the marketing and the advertising is specifically targeting me on my phone and my laptop to tell me to buy the things that they know I like. Um, and, um, and now I'm just like, I can't stand now we're in like a different world, I think. And we're so aware of the energy, right. That now I'm, if I have a clutter clutter around me, I can't function, but some people don't know that it's the clutter that's causing them to feel that way. Some people think that they just feel that way, but it's the clutter, it's the noise, it's the energy. Like, why are you holding on to something that your ex-boyfriend got you 10 years ago just because you think it's kind of pretty? You know, get rid of it. Like, get that energy out of there. Yeah, I make a really serious point to only buy from minimalist style brands. And I don't purchase a lot of things. When I do have things, I usually buy like the same thing in a few different colors. Like if I know there's that one shirt that I love and every time I look at my closet, I'm going to go for that shirt. Why do I have the other ones? I should just have that shirt in four colors and just save myself the effort. And literally that's what I do now. I'll buy like that one sweatshirt, this sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now. I have this with different words on it. <laughs> four different colors and I rotate through them all the time. Yes. You saw me wearing a yellow one yesterday with no words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I know I like that, that's what I'm going to wear. And it just makes life easier. It declutters the mind where I don't have to think about things and it declutters my space because I have less stuff and I just donate a lot of my things and get rid of them. And I'm constantly taking inventory of the stuff that makes me want to buy it. Like yeah. I see something in an ad and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, like that's exciting. I want that. I never, ever let myself get it right away. What I yeah. do, is I have to sit on it and I have to sit on it for about a week and I have to mm. come up with the reason why I want it. Is it because it just looks exciting? Is it because it's actually going to do something good for me? Is it because it's something like you can just want things and buy them. And if I really feel that at the end of the day, if I'm like, you know what, I really just want that. And I still feel that way a week from now, then I'm going to fucking buy it. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. If you can't stop thinking about it, like then yeah, fine. Fair enough. But don't get swept Enjoy. away. Yeah. Get it. Go for it. Yeah. But I think it's when it does the other things, because that triggers some stuff within the brain. We have this reward circuit is what it's called within the brain that is tied to the amygdala 
and the hypothalamus. And that area within the brain is triggered when we do things like gamble and when we drink and smoke and do anything dangerous. Yeah. And advertising triggers that reaction within Mm -hmm. the brain as well, where it's like, you want that Hummer. And your brain is like, yeah, we want that Hummer. And if you really think about it, why do you want it? Well, I don't have a good reason. I I have two kids. I can't put car seats in that thing. It'll look ridiculous. I can't, I'm five foot two. I can't climb up to put my kids in their car seats in that car. It'd be insane. It makes no sense. But I saw it in a music video once and Mm. heard people say that it's cool. And I saw Kardashians driving it. And Mm. now I just want it just because I want it. And now it keeps popping up everywhere. Is it the universe showing me a sign that I should buy it? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it Facebook trying to just totally spawn me? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right? And, you know, it's funny because I'm not going to lie to you guys, pretend like I don't spend money on stuff. I'm literally in the process right now of building a million dollar house. And I don't say that to be an asshole because I I had no money before. I'm doing this because it's something that's very important to me to do because the house is going to be sustainable. The energy footprint is going to be really low. It's in the middle of the woods in this Native American land that was a part of a past life that I had. And you guys know how I love past lives. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to cultivate the land and have a huge garden, which I didn't have in the city when I was there. The entire back wall of the house is windows. So it's just going to be like natural light and everything is perfect. And the schools are good for my kids. It just is everything I've ever wanted. And it brings me so much joy and it's the best money I've ever spent. Yes. I wouldn't but take I, I feel like where I'm at right now is, is I, I want it. I want the basics. Like, obviously I want to live in a nice place. I want to have a nice sofa. I want to have a nice bed but it's the small trinket, trinkety, trinkety things, you know, like all the candles and the hand cream. And I mean, I went on a rant the other day on my Instagram where I was like, I mean, I already have a problem with big pharma, um, the beauty industry, the food industry, um, you know, like Coca-Cola McDonald's, like I hate them. I hate them all. I refuse to eat any of their foods. Like, um, I've, I've been a part of courses and, and seen them show what they're doing and how they're doing it and how much they pay to do it. And, you know, now I'm like, I don't want chemicals in my home and I don't want to spend money to harm myself. Like I'm buying things from you. How, what's your conscience? You know, like I'm buying things from you and you're harming me. So, you know, like, what are you spending your money on? Like, are you spending it, it, it's, it's all wrong we're taught it all wrong and it's unraveling and taking it back and taking the power back and being like why do I want this okay I want this dress because I've seen the woman wearing it as happy and she's smiling and she's triggering that emotion in me so I think that I'm going to feel that way when I wear it then it arrives it doesn't look like it did on the advert because it's been photoshopped and um yeah I don't have anywhere to wear it so okay I'll just put it in the closet and you know I'll just forget that I spent 50 quid on it or whatever you know and then it's the next time and the next time and it's just like take your power back Mm -hmm. I think more than anything like everything that we said today whether it's spending money on a coach or offering services for yourself or buying certain products it all comes back to this and that idea is trust your intuition if it feels right in your gut if it continues to feel right in your gut in like a week's time 
then spend the money where it feels right because money is just a tool. It is meant to flow. It's not something you should be afraid of. And yeah. that do your shadow work to understand why certain things are triggering you because our relationship with money goes so deep and it goes so far back. So clearing that out of the way and really allowing those blocks to leave allows your intuition to be that much stronger. So you yeah. can check in with yourself and go, you know what? You should have that. That is something that is important for you. It's important for your journey. You need to work with that coach, even though she's charging $20,000 and it'll make no sense to anybody else, but she's the key to the next step in your alignment and your business and your life. And it's going to be important for you to do that. But if you don't get that full body, hell yes, with anything, even if it's with a candle, why are you buying it? Don't buy that. Yeah. Allow yeah. the money to be a tool that serves your soul. Yeah, exactly. And I guess when it comes to working with people, just give yourself that space. Like, okay, you've seen them, you're already hyped, you want to do their course, give yourself, you know, a few days or a week if you have that amount of time before the doors close for them doing it. And, you know, check in and ask yourself, what is it that I want to get from this? Why do I want to do it? And then if you can wholeheartedly be like, no, I'm really excited. I really want to do this. I feel like this is going to be good for me. Then that's great. It's just don't sign up for something before you really think it through and you make sure that you're not putting a lot of pressure on that person as well for them to fix you or, or you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> this is such an interesting topic. And I wonder how many of you guys are going to feel a certain way about this. So feel free to engage us on social media. After this episode goes live, we will have an open forum to talk about money and all things related to abundance. I'm actually mm -hmm. about to open up a manifesting challenge in like two weeks. And I don't think they'll align quite. I think this will probably come out after that. But as I was putting together this manifesting challenge, I've had this in the back of my mind because manifestation for so many people is about just bringing money through the door, like allowing it to materialize in front of you and not having to work too hard on it. <laughs> and for yeah. me, I never think about money when I manifest ever. I always think about how I want to feel. I think about my yeah. emotions. Yeah. So when I was manifesting that house, I was picturing myself sitting in my living room, looking at that wall of windows and looking outside mm. into the forest and just feeling so connected with the earth. Like I was inside, but I could have been outside and the energy just feels amazing. And I'm going to hold space for clients there. And it's going to be so yummy and delicious. And I just held that vision. And yeah. that was what brought me to where I actually found the place and I'm building the house and all those kind of yeah. things. Never think about money. Because I yeah. think when you do that, we're missing the point. Money is yeah. just a tool. And you'll get the money and you won't be satisfied. It's not about the money. It's about the feeling. It's all about the feeling. Mm -hmm. So let yourself think about what is going to give you the feeling. Yeah. Is being in alignment with yourself, feeling totally healed, having a relationship that makes you feel fulfilled. What is it that is going to make you feel more whole? And that yeah. is what we want you to call in. And if you do that, allow the money to just be a tool to sort of help you on your way. And it's nothing more than that. It's just a tool. It is never about the money. Yeah, exactly. And a, a great thing about manifestation is um, 
I, I read a lot about ancient civilizations and, and rituals and ceremonies. And I, a big thing that I used to do is I used to host women's circles when I could. I don't know if you guys can hear a helicopter going over me right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I used to hold women's circles in my in my apartment in South London. And I did them with brands and I loved it. And, and I studied, um, you know, the ancient wisdom behind them why they did them and everything like that and when it came to manifestation obviously back in those days anyway it wasn't about money because they didn't even have money when they wanted to manifest something they would um they would envision and act out in their mind them having that thing so you know say for example there was no rain and they really needed rain for their crops they would uh in their mind and even move their body like visualize rain like them running through a field and rain pouring on them and the feeling of the rain on their skin and just they would just manifest it in the way of like enact reenacting it or acting it out and but it's all about triggering the emotion so um that is what they used to do and that's how they did their magic in so many different ancient civilizations. So, you know, it's get the feeling in there. And and I did the same thing as you with my last two places that I've lived in. I visualized it. I visualized me there, how it felt to be there, being in the kitchen, being in the bedroom. Um, I remember the last place I lived in, it, it was down to a T what I visualized in my mind. Then my partner found it. So it's like, I'd visualize it. He went out and found it. He brought it to us. We went and visited it and we were both just blown away. Cause we were like, this is exactly what we wanted. Two bedrooms, bathtub, balcony, seeing all of London, high rise, um, dishwasher, two bedrooms, like everything, everything furnished, everything is what we wanted. Right. And, and then when, when we went to see it, there were so many other people looking at it. And then we had this fear and we're like, oh my gosh, like what if someone else takes it? So every day I would just visualize myself when I wake up in the morning and when I went to bed and any, when I was on the bus or whatever, I would just close my eyes and I would visualize myself in, in that flat and, and feel what it felt like. And, and we got it and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And your apartment was amazing. So I think beautiful. where you are right now is even more amazing. Yeah. You this is what I wanted as well. Amazing place. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, even down to like, I wanted like a, a spiral staircase. And even though we don't have like a typical circular spiral staircase, we have like on the top floor, like a little bridge. Like it's like a little bridge so you can see up from the bottom floor. So it's kind of like a spiral. It's kind of what I asked for. Yeah. And it's amazing when you actually visualize it and what it would feel like to have it, you know? Um, so yeah, that's another thing to, to touch on, which is, I guess, yeah, it's just, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, couldn't we? Yeah. It's just so much to say. I think we should even have a whole episode, just the two of us talking about manifestation. That'll be our yes. next one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. So we'll leave this one at that. I hope this triggered you and I hope when it triggers you, journal about it. (laughs) Journal it out, see how you feel. Think about what could be the source of that trigger. Like where might that have come from? And just let yourself Mm. free journal and see what comes through. And we'll open up that forum on our Instagram, embrace your light underscore podcast. And as always, we will see you next time. And we love you infinitely. Yes. Goodbye. (laughs) 